0: Welcome to the Somerset Emotional Wellbeing podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Trasida from Somerset
1: Clinical Commissioning Group and I'm joined by my friend and colleague Peter Bagshaw, a GP and CCG Clinical Lead for Mental Health. And this week we're talking about nature and well-being. And Andrew I know this is something that you've uh, had an interest in for a very long time. In fact There's a a YouTube video of a a rather youthful looking you romping amongst the the primroses, isn't there? (laughs) You're
0: quite right. There's one called, there's a a YouTube clip called Drops from Nature, where our present Somerset MP, Rebecca Powell, some 10 or 12 or longer years ago, interviewed me, uh, and and we put together something about uh, how nature can affect us.
1: So I know it's something that you've got a, a, a deep interest in you've written about you're also interested in a lot of the alternative therapies around that as well aren't you so do you want to tell us a little bit about why you find it interesting why other people might find it useful and why they shouldn't just dismiss it as uh all hocus pocus um thank you peter
0: well There's been a quite a phenomenon in viewing recently with David Attenborough's um, Planet uh, Blue Planet and and all the other wonderful natural nature films, which um, appeal to something very deep within us. I think very few of us are not stirred or moved by contact with those dramatic scenes, whether it's whales off, off, off the tip of South Africa or whether it's um, fledgling birds or, or all sorts of other wonderful creatures uh, in jungles, in deserts, in savannas. And nature speaks to something very deep within us. Uh, and a friend said to me many years ago, by observing nature, we discover Our own inner nature. And and that may sound a bit sort of highfalutin, but we'll come back to that perhaps later. But if you think about us biologically, here we are as human beings, as mammals in mammalian bodies, been around for a few hundred thousand years, um, maybe a million or two. uh, And we have grown up in relation to nature, in natural habitats, with trees, with skies, with the sea, with other animals. With plants, flowers, and we are adapted to be in tune with nature. And I, I suppose I would go as so far as to suggest that, although we're privileged to live in cities and towns and, and and houses and and have so many wonderful conveniences of modern living, that's not where we came from. That's not our natural state, and. I don't know whether the story about the Garden of Eden uh, is true or not, and whether it was paradise. But whatever it was like, we grew up and evolved from other primates, from the primate line, um, with our cousins of of chimpanzees and 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 gorillas uh, and monkeys, uh, as beings in nature. So it's it's in our it's wired in our brains, it's wired in our neurobiology to recognize patterns in nature. And maybe to respond
1: to them. Do you think there's a danger of romanticising this, though? Because um, you know we have grown away from nature, and Hobbes famously called life, uh, you know, hundreds of years ago, nasty, brutish, and short, didn't he? So uh, it, it's it's easy now, from our our position outside nature, to to think it's all wonderful, but. Maybe when we were evolving and in a daily struggle for life, we we didn't perhaps appreciate nature in the same way.
0: Um, you're quite right. Um, nature can be brutal, nasty and short, particularly if you're being chased by a tiger or if something decides to to have you for lunch or or, or, or the other tribe doesn't like you. So I, I, I think we're so lucky to live at the times we do w- with urban society, with with sanitation, with food supply year round, uh, with the benefits of electric light and, and, and so many other things. But nature still speaks to us and maybe not in a romantic way, but if I imagine, if I ask you, Peter, to imagine and ask our uh, listeners to imagine the, the thoughts of something that's smooth and harmonious. And as I'm doing, as I'm talking about smooth and harmony, I'm just allowing my hand to just waft like waves gently in front of me and the opposite of smooth and harmonious is jagged and jangly and f- frantic and and fractured and 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 buzzy and i think that we're designed to be most of the time not in in alert jagged frantic uh mode but in uh, sorry in danger mode but in in a smoother state and that 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 feeling of smooth and jangly is something that we can use to discriminate, use to think about music that we listen to. It's either smooth or jangly, it's to our taste or not. Food that jars with us, uh, or or we do like it. But particularly patterns from nature, from views, from interaction with nature, which
1: which is smooth or jangly. Maybe that's a bit romantic. And perhaps there's a place for both, isn't there? Um, You you mentioned that we watch the Blue Planet and all these wonderful things uh, on on television. Do you think there's something extra that people can get from actually going outside and directly experiencing the perhaps less exotic than blue whales uh, wildlife that we see in our gardens?
0: Absolutely. So the, the levels we interact with nature on are, we use it as food. And um, if we're lucky enough to sometimes grow our own food, there's something very special about about. Uh, preparing the ground tilling the ground putting the seeds in watching them trying to keep the pests off and eventually harvesting your own crop and a, a lettuce from your own garden I'm sure tastes different to to any other lettuce even if it's been half eaten by uh, by our slimy friends uh, our slugs and our snails so we interact at a food level we interact at a physical level so going out in nature uh, i think people talk these days about forest bathing um, and uh, nature walks but but we're of a generation especially if we're privileged to have grown up in in the countryside where we probably have taken it for granted being able to walk in nature being able to get that exercise being able to walk up up hill and down dale to go to the coast to Uh, walk around our local parks, uh, to climb trees as as youngsters. So there's that physical interaction with nature. Um, And most of us find a walk in nature inspiring, uplifting, uh, the fresh air, the gradients. Uh, So our, our, our physical bodies are fully engaged in the experience. But then,
1: Peter... Well, I'm, I'm a townie, uh, so I didn't grow up with this. But even, even in the middle of the city as a, as a child, you can get pleasure from watching ants going about their business and, you know, very mundane things. Um, but I think a lot of people have lost that. And certainly for me, it wasn't until I moved to Somerset that I realized just how much difference the phases of the moon make to how black it is at night.
0: Interesting. What else have you noticed about moving from Somerset from living in in cities and towns?
1: Cleaner air, which uh, there's increasing evidence, isn't there, that pollution is bad for us uh, physically. Uh, There's some evidence that dementia is much more likely if you live on a polluted road. And of course, we know about respiratory diseases, but probably other diseases as well. So I think, you know, the, the air cleanliness that we're we're lucky to have in most parts of Somerset is a big thing you notice the weather more you're less insulated from the outside and sometimes that's not a good thing but I, I think it's it's actually good even when the weather is uh, is quite challenging and stimulating it it just somehow makes you feel more alive I think to experience those things directly I don't know if that's what you feel
0: um absolutely to be able to have the privilege of looking at a dark sky or 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 to look at a nice view is it just adds an extra privilege and an extra dimension to life i think that uh, it gives us different insights and that's nothing against living with streetlights and it's nothing against living in cities or towns but it's just a different experience that that just gives us those extra extra dimensions um and I come back to the word insight, because when we observe nature, whether it's ants, uh, as you describe, or snails, or, or, or trying to find the slugs that are eating your vegetables, or, or whether it's uh, seeing uh, farm animals or, or wild animals, or you know, our pets, our cats and our dogs, they're all part of nature, let alone going out into the, the parks, the countryside, the trees, going to the coast, they all stir something uh, within us, which is difficult to put your finger on, but they help us ponder and they help us reflect, I think.
1: So for people who are listening who may feel detached from nature, may feel too troubled to be able to appreciate what's going on outside, how can we use this resource to help ourselves feel better
0: well we're very lucky in somerset that it's easy to access um nature whether it's um in the road we live in the street we live in or or, or gardens or parks um quite easily let alone the Quantocks or or, or the Brendons and the and the coast and our, our other wonderful areas um so there's the physical interaction. If you can't physically interact with it, um, watch natural programs, watch programs about nature, such as David Attenborough's, Attenborough's work, and there are many other uh, nature, nature exploration on, on uh, streamed live and, and uh, on YouTube. But the physical interaction does engage our senses more than if we're just sitting at home. Because... The sight of nature, the patterns that trees have, the, the trees blowing in the breeze, particularly on a, on a gusty day or just wafting gently uh, when there's a light breeze. The the, the changing flowers in the, the hedgerows uh, and the changing flowers in, in gardens. And we've got some very nice National Trust and, and other gardens in Somerset. Um, there's Hestercombe at Taunton, there's Ford Abbey, uh, just just uh, technically in Somerset well technically in Dorset because it's the other side of the river axe but it's uh, it is has got a postcode and a postal address of Somerset so we can include Ford Abbey happily there and um, m- many other houses and and, uh, and and gardens that that might appeal to you so there's the sight and there's the sounds of, of the changing there's also the, the smell and the taste and smell brings us on to a very interesting area because our organs of smell well peter the organs of smell the olfactory bulbs there's something about neuro uh, neurology that they actually tap straight into the brain is that Mm. right there's direct connections can you tell me a little bit about that
1: yes i think the the general view is that it's a much deeper thing it it is one of the very earliest uh, senses that we have And so smells, we know if we smell something that it can take us right back to our childhood. So it taps into a much deeper part of the brain than most other things, doesn't it? And I I agree. I think smell is is something you can't get from a a wonderful uh, wildlife programme on television. And I'd stress again that it's not just people who've got access to be able to visit wonderful places I've, I've got several friends who, who live in flats where they've just got a balcony. And so just growing a little pot of herbs uh, on the balcony and putting out things for the birds to come and feed on it is a, a huge benefit and a way of making that direct connection with nature, even if you're physically disabled or unable to travel outside
0: and you, you mentioned herbs which come from nature and of course the, the, their food or their culinary additives, but, um, garlic has all sorts of protective properties and, and a very pungent and particular smell that not, not everybody uh, resonates with um, c- cinnamon's another m- important herb and turmeric I'm, I'm told that garlic turmeric and cinnamon are the three most important herbs we should know about turmeric for its anti-inflammatory properties and cinnamon as well but the smells from herbs that we can grow whether it's uh, uh, parsley which is quite fragrant and gentle uh, or um Um, uh, uh, lavender, which is more difficult to grow in in Britain, but sage uh, and uh, lemon balm and, and fennel all have their own particular smells, let alone some of the wonderful scented flowers that engage directly with our brains directly through the sense of smell, directly with our brains. And a few of them um, are, are a bit repellent. You know, there's the odd smell that's not nice. But the, the great majority of, of, um, of flowers do tend to s- smell attractive rather than repulsive.
1: And of course, again, there's a biological reason for that, isn't there? So a lot of things that have a, a very strong taste or a bitter taste, it's their way of trying to stop them being eaten by animals, uh, whereas flowers are trying to attract. So there, there's kind of a bit of a, a biological sense behind why uh, we react to these things in the way that we do.
0: There is, but why we react with pleasure to either the, 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 the beauty of a flower or, or the particular scent, goodness only, only knows. It's quite fascinating. I, I read a Romani poem once um, which stuck in my mind uh, and the first line was, oh, do not step upon the flower, but listen what she says. And so that may sound romantic, but it also hints at the deeper meanings and understandings that that flowers and nature uh, can have for us. And certainly in, in Victorian times, there was a great... Uh, Great phase and a great fashion for um, giving flowers of particular types that had meanings, and there was a whole language of flowers. But perhaps we're starting to learn now that nature generally has a, a soothing and calming effect on us, but that specific flowers, uh, whether it's through their aromatherapy cells, uh, smells or whether it's through their uh, actual form and, and nature, actually seem to catalyze the resolution. Of specific emotional states, I think I'm leading us into bark flower remedies, <laughs> which I
1: know you have a, again a, a long and uh, very uh, deep knowledge of and uh, and passion for. So let's let's go there, and uh, let's also say that other uh, brands are available because um, we don't want to be seen to be advertising.
0: Absolutely. So the, 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 the flower remedy that most people will have heard of or the flower essence is one called Rescue Remedy and other brands available are emergency essence or five flower essence uh, and, uh, from other makers. But Dr. Bach in the 1930s um, went out into nature and he was said to be very intuitive and sensitive. And it's said that um, firstly, he recognized that different people had different emotional states And secondly, he had the insight that particular emotional states, that that generally we would feel calmer in nature as a whole, but that specific emotional states, goodness knows how, actually respond or seem to be retuned by specific flowers or proximity to specific
1: trees, which is very curious. Now... As you know, I'm a hard-nosed scientist, so I always want double-blind trials and uh, and evidence. Is there evidence behind any of this?
0: Really good question, Peter. Um, 80 years of case studies, 90 years of case studies now, shows that uh, experientially, on an N equals 1 trial, an awful lot of people feel that there is benefit um, there have been very few double-blind trials done, certainly in the English-speaking world. Although Juliet Say did some in, uh, I'm wanting to say Taiwan, and in Cuba they have trained several thousand practitioners in in, in flower therapy, and uh, it's very well alive in Brazil as well. And in Britain there are probably forty or fifty people who who make flower essences uh, and how would i position them how what would i say about them i would say that nature the stimulation of art or the stimulation of music or the stimulation of nature seems to stir something in the human soul that 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 helps retune aspects and maybe helps us ponder and reflect uh, and come to new insights and helps us learn and uh, flower essences which a uh, uh, essentially information from nature captured, not in photographic form, but in liquid form, um, seem to actually carry an information imprint which reacts somehow with human software. How exactly? We don't know. Why exactly? We don't know. All we can do is on observation. um, And I think it's one that when the scientists want to explore how and why, different cadences, different chords, different music rhythms affect our neurochemistry and our neurophysiology and our software, if only we could see our software going okay, uh, and and explore that for, for music, uh, then we would have a way of understanding how information from nature also does that.
1: And perhaps it doesn't matter how it works. Uh, um, even what sort of Uh, thing that we we can derive benefit from if we discover anything whether it's music whether it's nature whether it's um, flower essences it doesn't matter if it works for us and improves our emotional well-being then let's go for it absolutely
0: especially if it's safe and non-toxic and and coming away from flower essences back to the physical um, water is part of nature and the sea coast the benefits of of swimming in the sea uh, are just so so valuable i mean the benefits i don't know what the coast is like at minehead at the moment is it is it
1: warm enough to go into the sea peter it is and uh, i've got family members who who did that just a couple of days ago i, I must admit i wouldn't uh, it's it's bracing let's say and, isn't and, it and I know there, there is this idea. We talked before, haven't we, about the autonomic nervous system. I, I know it's become a bit of a fad, this cold water bathing. Uh, and, and certainly people who've tried it say it sharpens up their brain. Uh, I think it would sharpen up my brain to make me uh, jump out as quickly as possible. But uh, a lot of people find benefit from that.
0: Interesting, isn't it? I think I would have to do it if there was a sort of a Roman bath nearby that had, uh, had the, 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 not just the freezing water, but the, the sauna ready to go into. That, uh, certainly this time of the year, unless
1: I had a, a full wetsuit and uh, all, all, the, all the gear. Again, I think we're coming back to saying, let's not worry too much about the science behind it, about whether it works for everybody. If any of these interactions with nature are ones that we find helpful and calming and soothing and restful, do it.
0: Absolutely. And the great thing about interacting with nature is if we do it in a calm way, we become more mindful. And we've talked on previous podcasts about the importance of being in the now, being present and not worrying about the future or regretting the past. Um, And it seems that whatever practice we have of calmness of mindfulness of of inner stillness that we try and use that doing it in nature seems to or doing it at a time when we're in contact with nature seems to just enhance it by several well
1: lots of percentage lots I think that's right and um, I think there are actually some uh, some proper double blind studies uh, confirming this uh, which will make me happy part of it is i think that when we're in emotional distress we go round these little hamster wheels in our brain with the thoughts going round and round and round and we turn inside and being in nature makes us focus outside and that can be very helpful in in making us enjoy the moment is that something you see um
0: exactly so and the specific um a uh, flower, um, tree flower that actually helps us with minds going round and round and round in the bark system is actually white chestnut, uh, which is in several combinations. Uh, and uh, that's, that's um, interesting. And there are, there are some for confidence and there are some for self-esteem. But the white chestnut for the stuff buzzing round and round and round in your mind is really interesting. W- red chestnut helps us when we worry and overcare and chest- sweet chestnut helps helps. Support the resolution of of anguish and deep distress, and chestnut bud helps us get wisdom from life, so the, the whole chestnut uh, family have some interesting effects. I, I would add that that the use of fluorescences and we seem to have drifted back to that is not a tool for mental illness or for any mental health condition that 's a medical issue to be discussed with the medical uh, with your medical advisor, however. Um, as a homely remedy and as supportive towards personal growth, uh, I think there's an important place.
1: Absolutely. And our producer has, has given us some lovely double-blind studies that, that keep me happy. Um, one showing that people who walk for 90 minutes outside were less likely to ruminate on their problems and had less activity in the brain area linked to depression uh, compared to people who took similar walks but not in, uh, in nature. And even physical effects. So again, he's come up with this wonderful study uh, where plants, uh, if we inhale the aromatic compounds from plants, phytoncides, uh, fight, fight uh, if I'm reading it correctly, this increases our, our T cells, our killer cells, uh, and improves our immunity and can even fight off cancer. So this isn't all airy-fairy stuff. There is some actual hard-headed science and real physical effects behind it, isn't there? It seems as
0: though nature affects us in every way from the physical to the emotional, to the mental,
1: and, and, and maybe to, maybe to other levels as well. On that happy note, I think it's time for us to go outside and experience nature and encourage our listeners to do the same. Don't you? Indeed.
0: Thank you very much, Peter. And thank you everybody for listening. All best. Go well. You've been listening to the Somerset emotional wellbeing podcast hosted by Dr. Andrew Tresider and Dr. Peter Bagshaw. The show was created by David Seeley and was produced by Rob Hunt's Music on behalf of the Somerset Clinical Commissioning Group.